1: Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
2: Today
3: on the show, we talk Frank Robinson. We we bring in our dad who actually watched him play. We also talk uh, about Manny Machado signing with the Padres. I'll give you 10 reasons why that's a great move that all Oriole fans should love. We'll Mm -hmm. also, of course, break down spring training. And we have a guest today. Uh, we're going to be, be, be joined by our friend Luke. Luke is going to call in, and then we're going to talk to him about some velocity, which should be exciting. All that and more on this edition of
4: Section 336. Section 336. Matt, Josh, and Bert are at the game. Sitting behind home plate. Let's go. I think that's your cue, Matt. That's your cue. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies
3: and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearly starting host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who turned down an opportunity to be be an Oscars seat filler. To come do this podcast, the button lover Bert Rohde. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, there, there's anyone Bert Rohde?
1: I can be the button lover sometimes. Oh, I mean, I'm off
3: my game. And I, I, we'll get to why here in a second. I'm going on very little sleep. Uh, <laughs> we're also joined by the button lover Josh Sroka.
1: I didn't make. I made a few changes to uh, work with our video this week. So, But it's, it's standard, same way we normally open the show. You're just kind of falling asleep over there in the nice short intro. Good thing we didn't have that two-minute intro. You'd can, be sound asleep.
3: Can I tell you something really dumb? Like, I plugged my headphones into my laptop and not into the board. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. To, to the board. So, <coughs> yeah.
1: so you, that make, helps out.
3: Yeah, this is going to be a great episode. So we're good now? Yeah, we're good now. Okay. I, I can hear things now. All right, all right. Um, and we're also joined by my daddy, uh, John Sroka. <laughs> my yeah, my I'm, father.
1: I'll move my camera. Okay, and then we can get him on as well for now. Oh, uh, nice! So, he uh,
3: Josh uh, can scoot nice and close to Dad, and you can snuggle up over there.
1: Yeah, we can
2: um, be Lady Gaga, and
3: uh, oh yeah, you can stare into each other's <laughs> eyes longingly. Yeah.
1: All right. So, but so, but, but, so, but, so but, why are
3: you so tired? Oh, I, I uh, had a baby. It's a girl. Um could so <laughs> <laughs> go commercial. Yeah, that was one of the best commercials ever made. Uh, still to this day. Oh, look, yeah. there's
4: a picture of you. Nice.
3: Yeah, so so we
4: had oh, um, wearing that um, same shirt. I time to do some laundry, oh, buddy.
3: <laughs> oh yikes, it's <that's> embarrassing. <laughs>
4: um
3: it's a it's a sweatshirt. Uh <laughs> so Faye Perkins sroka Uh our our daughter was born on Wednesday at about uh five twenty nine AM. Yeesh. Um so so yeah, so so she's a few days old and she, and she's doing fantastic. Um we everything went fine and my wife's home is doing fine. We went home from the hospital day early, which is great. Yep. Um the bed was not very comfortable, though the snacks were excellent. they took good care of us very good, yeah um most of it went off without a hitch,
4: most of it, uh,
3: yeah, I got home on um i was at salisbury where where I go to school. I got home around ten o'clock that night um then there was uh you know Emily was feeling the uh they're called contractions, okay, right Emily was feeling these sounds um, familiar, yeah. Um, for our younger listeners, this is a sign that the baby's coming soon. Mm. Um, and then it escalated from there. And so Emily's like, we have to go, right? Like, we have to go.
4: It's time.
3: Yeah. And so we had been pre- preparing this because she was overdue by a few days. So we were preparing for this for, I mean, we've been ready for, for months. Sure. But then when it happens, like, you you, you can never really be ready, right? So, so you're running around. I'm feeding the goats because I'm not going to be home for a couple of days. <laughs> And so I'm running late. I'm running a little bit late. And this is not, people who know me know this is normal behavior. I run late to everywhere. I just can't help myself. Um, I also t- took a quick shower. I knew I wasn't going to take a shower in a couple of days. So, yes, I hopped in for a quick shower. Okay, I did. But you know how these things go. Like, the woman has contract. Like, this could be a while. Sure, right? sure, sure. And So I took a quick shower. And, like, Emily was okay with all of this. Except I did something that kind of pushed her over the line. Uh-oh. And that was the cat wouldn't come inside. And it was going to be real cold that night. So finally, I got the cat in, and I was proud of Bartok for coming inside. So I, I, so I wanted to give Bartok a treat. Why I, I've never given Bartok a treat in, like, a year. Like, it's been a, <laughs> maybe years. I don't even know if we even have treats. But I was, like, frantically searching the house for a treat to give Bartok. And Emily was like, what the heck are you doing, man? I was like, I'm looking for a treat for Bartok. As Emily's, like, you know, having a contraction. I just a lot say, of pain. Are those
4: the words she used? No, what the heck are you doing? No, no her
3: words <laughs> were a little bit stronger. You know, but there's something, like, when when there's, like, an emergency, you know, and, like, you have to, like, hurry, like, my brain goes crazy. And, like, I start looking for cat treats. (laughs) Isn't that, it's kind of weird. I don't understand it. But anyway, I never found the cat treats. I don't even know if there's cat treats in the house. But Emily was upset. But after that, I got in the car and and we made the hospital in, in, in fine time. Very good. I mean, we got there at... 11 it didn't even come out till five thirty. i didn't know what the big rush was but whatever uh we got we got there in uh in plenty of time a lot there. of downtime yeah and the mom and baby are doing well so it's very good. good yeah
4: i i got to hold a baby yeah i brought all my uh, nasty loud kids into your house
3: Yes. Um, <laughs> next time you come over, I'm taking the basketball hoop outside. Just a mental note. It's fun for just Silas, but when you bring in it was a, no, was it, a
4: uh, tiny uh, baby. Was it
1: Albie or Bert making a mess of the <laughs> basketball hoop?
3: Uh, Albie and Delaney can, uh, yeah. they, they can, they can.
4: I was more inclined to nap on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha.
3: Um,
4: it, they, they took it upon themselves to have a, a three-point shooting contest directly next to where the baby's being changed. Yes. The baby
3: almost got <laughs> pelted a few times with the basketball um, but the baby's fine. Uh, Josh got a chance to hold the baby. Um, and Dad got a chance. So all of you yes. guys have held the baby. Oh, yeah. One, we've right? all touched. Uh, it's all been us. touched. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It has orange hair in honor of the Orioles, which is great. <laughs> it, by it, I mean her, Faye, has orange right. hair Spring in honor of the Spring training baby. And, and,
1: and this time you didn't have to dye it. That's right.
3: It's all natural this time. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, yeah. So it's a, that's Faye Perkins. And go. that's also why I'm a little bit tired because I don't understand any woman who has a child – I understand having it once, you want to bring this beautiful baby into the world. Mm-hmm. But why you would go back and do this whole thing again, I have no idea.
4: The- oh, and especially so close because your boy is, what, one, two?
3: Yeah, he's not two yet. So I think he's like 21 months. So he's
4: still very needy.
3: Yes. Yes. And yet you got to get up every two hours. The whole childbirth and thing is painful. Yeah. You know, like, the kid is great at the end, but I'm not convinced it's worth it.
1: You, know, <laughs> you had a part of it, too. I did. I did. Okay.
3: I did. But like right now, I don't suffer. Like I don't have to get up every two right. hours and feed the baby. She does. I don't. I don't have to push him out of any parts of my body. She, <laughs> she does, right? So it's it's pretty easy for me. I'm still a little tired though. I got I got right. full time stylist duty now. It's, we ha- we're we're oh, hanging out yes.
1: a lot. that's exhausting. Well, well then I'm yeah. glad we threw in, uh, some new stuff at the show. Brought on multiple guests today. Yeah, it made it a, cra- yeah, we a crazy. We got a lot of stuff full going show. On. Yeah,
3: we got a full show. Um, we're going to be joined um,
1: by Luke yeah, Tyler, you, right? Yeah, you mentioned on. Uh, Today on the show,
3: yeah, at eight, at eight o'clock. So right. we'll be joining him about twenty minutes.
1: Right. So but we you have, said we were talking velocity. I thought there's some drama you want to get to.
3: Well, that's all. The backbone of that story is velocity, uh, and we are also going to talk uh, Rakubako. Not talk to him because um, he would not um, um, he would not grant us with his presence, of course. But we will be talking to. Um, You're going to throw Luke. some shade. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll let Luke do all the shading. Um, but I want to get to. But before we get there. Um, I want to talk about not, not not about life about not about new life of faith but I want to talk about death uh, Bert, you, usually this is your avenue
1: I was hoping you well, could transition I was going to say it's your dad's a,
4: avenue because that's usually when he comes on the show when somebody dies like we've had him on for what Paul Blair, Earl Weaver
1: hey and for all the people on Facebook I just fixed the audio they didn't hear that and now it's coming out of the TV as well
3: <laughs> oh yeah so, someone adjust the television um Hey, Facebook listeners. Um, so we are joined by, by our dad. We always have him on when an older Oriole player passes on. Yes. Um, because, dad, um, you actually watch these players.
2: And I'm the closest to death. I think that's what you told me once, right? So I think that's <laughs> no, why I no, get that appointment, no. right? I mean, th- thank you for that. That was really that's too nice of you all.
1: <laughs> no, no. You'll live forever.
3: You, you, <laughs> yeah. But, but you got a chance to watch Frank Robinson play. Yes, And we didn't get a chance to watch Frank Robinson play.
1: Yes.
2: And let me me mention that because when I heard about his passing, we knew he was very ill. And when I heard about his passing, it was two tremendously different type of feelings uh, that I had that I didn't ever experience before, I don't think. Because when I was growing up, there was uh, Unitas. John Unitas was football. He was a, a hero. And then you had Frank Robinson and Brooks Robinson, who were two dynamic heroes in my life when I was growing up in Baltimore. Uh, and my dad and I enjoyed going to baseball games. So that really solidified our relationship in a lot of ways. So when Frank Robinson, when it was announced that Frank Robinson passed, my immediate reaction in my heart was, wow, you know, part of my childhood is like ending. Right? Right. I mean, that and and the whole dad thing with my dad brought back a lot of memories. So that's the negative side of that. You realize those things happen. The plus side is exactly what you were saying. I can close my – unlike any of you here in this room, I can close my eyes and I can picture Frank Robinson at home plate at Memorial Stadium. So when you're in your 60s, you have those great memories. And there was a way in which Frank Robinson played the game of baseball that, to me, far exceeded anyone else on that team. And and we, I think, uh, won 94 games the year before in 65. He increased that number by just three in reality from 94 to 97 but he brought with him an attitude that led us to the World Series and winning the World Series. And that attitude was, to me, absolutely the way baseball should be played. He was determined. Um, you would never see Frank Robinson ever, and this irritates me to the this day, you would never see Frank Robinson getting the first base on a single and chit-chatting with the first baseman <laughs> of the opposing team. <laughs> he just wouldn't do that. Right, then, yeah. That was the enemy, right? I mean, he and the Orioles had this thing called a kangaroo court back in that day. And Frank was the judge. And he wore like a mop on his head. And it was only done uh, after wins. It wasn't done after losses. So it was always done in a good mood type of attitude. But he would find players for talking to the other team uh, (laughs) before the game would start. He said you could talk to them after the game, but prior to the game, and they were fined accordingly. If the, he saw them talking with other players, that's the kind of just amazing baseball player he was. And he so, played. So
3: Manny Machado running around at the All Star game taking selfies with other players probably would not well. No, good, well,
2: nor Manny to Machado uh, loping down the first base to watch the ball hit a wall. <laughs> hustle
3: is not his cup of tea. No, that's right.
2: But for Frank Robinson, hustle was everything, and he brought that edge to the team. Um, more than anyone else and it inspired the entire team um my goodness uh i i I was there in that uh and i think i i shared that once before but in may 6th of uh or may 8th of 1966 i was at the game where frank robinson hit the ball out of the stadium it was like four it was amazing shot i can still picture that ball going off the left going out of the left field bleachers and what was amazing about that, Louis Tian was the pitcher for Cleveland. A tremendous pitcher with a tremendous fastball who three-fourths of his, three-quarters of his body was turned towards center field fence as he would turn around and throw the ball. Now think about that. You, you, you know, to, to stand there and take a ninety some mile an hour fastball when that is not even looking at home plate at the, uh, uh, for most of his, his uh, stretch and everything was incredible. And Frank had the ability to crowd the plate Uh, and had the quickest bat speed that I've ever seen uh, in my days watching uh, baseball players. He just had a quickness about him. The story about Frank Robinson was that if you knocked him down on an inside pitch, you could probably much pretty bank on him hitting a home run at (laughs) some time during that bat. That's how he played the game. Uh, Don Drysdale, he never liked Don Drysdale. Uh, Drysdale was a great pitcher for uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, He had hit Frank a number of times. Frank loved the fact that he got two home runs off of him in the World Series, yeah, both to win games, so um that's and and frank would he would run in the second base, he did it with uh just the the old school mentality where now he'd probably get thrown out of a game for sliding that hard at someone especially in the second or coming home uh he was uh, just a great individual um one and you all know the stats fourteen all star games uh she was um MVP of both leagues. That's never been done before. When he retired, he was, like, number four in the home run hit list, right? Yeah,
3: before the steroids, guys. Yeah. 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 And,
2: and in 66, he, he had a couple games where he he would, uh, in, in a New York game, and twice to, uh, against the Yankees, he went into the stands to catch a ball, and that was before the Jeffrey... Uh, Mayor. Mayor. I almost said Jeffrey Dahmer, but it was almost... Might so. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, both were killers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you know, but he just had that ability to inspire the entire team because we were a very good team before he came. But just that one aspect of you know he was like a Lejo- uh, LeBron James to a basketball team. He made that big of a difference.
4: I'd imagine he probably had a bit of a chip too coming from being traded, and,
2: and being, they, can, uh,
4: the oh, owner, and, the and Reds, considered him an old thirty. Yes. Yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. his decline. Yeah, uh, he still a lot left
2: he, to prove.
3: Yeah, and he, he led the Orioles to World Series. So how about that, A couple World yeah. Series, yeah. yeah. And and, and, the,
2: and the friendship formed by Brooks Robinson, who met him at the airport when he arrived, uh, those guys just got along great. You yeah. know. And, and you're talking about someone who could have a chip on his shoulder just due to the racial climate that he grew up in. I yeah. mean, my goodness, right? And yet, when you look at his career, he really did do the things Jackie Robinson set out to do, right? He became the first man, black manager, right? Yeah. And when he was in Baltimore... Uh, There was a time when the – I was reading where the NAACP wanted Frank to be a spokesman for them, and he refused initially. He didn't want to – he wasn't that great at public speaking, didn't want to do that. And then he became aware of of the real discrimination in Baltimore housing towards uh, African-Americans, and he got very involved and and was a leader in that area. So, I mean, just an all-around – neat neat individual and and he was the manager of the why not year right 89 yep yep after
4: uh what's his name cowrook senior got got fired in 88 he came on after senior
2: right right yeah yeah Yeah, we 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 had won just like 50 something games in the year before and then why not with him leading the uh, as manager and he he apparently garnered that same respect uh
4: as a manager that he had always done with as a player i love that he was a player manager in cleveland they need to bring that back. I think that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> a player. You, he's like, I'm batting fourth today because I want to. Right. I'm they, the manager. You can't do that in today's <laughs> baseball. There's, the egos are too much.
3: Yeah. Well, again, again part, part part of that is, and, and Frank Robinson seems like this, there's certain players that are – like there's a lot of great players in baseball, but there's certain players that are like larger-than-life characters. Like you mentioned LeBron comparison. like You can see LeBron being a player coach, right? You can see him doing that. He's larger than life. He's sure. larger than the sport. Um, and Frank Robinson, both what he did on the field and off the field, with or after his playing days, with the managing and working in baseball, um, appears to be one of those larger than life type characters. Um, not just a baseball player, almost like of mythic proportions.
2: And it's hard to believe that you know, and baseball a business. We all know that, but it's hard to believe you would ever trade someone like him. Yeah, yeah. I, and we <laughs> traded him to the Dodgers for I think it was Dole Alexander and three other guys, and we gave up Robinson and, and Pete Rickard was a reliever. It's hard to believe that that trade actually occurred? Why would you? And and, and, and and looking back, if the Orioles would have probably had the wisdom to think that the um, designated hitter was coming along, I think that came along a couple years later. Maybe yeah. I forget right. the year. That Frank would have been an amazing designated hitter. You know, what I mean, he didn't have the speed anymore, but he could still hit the ball like crazy and still motivate. But you know, I, I don't know why. You know, you look at that. You look, you look why we left let Eddie Murray go and those kind of things. You reach a point sometimes where it may seem logical. But man, when you look back historically, they should have never got rid of Frank Robinson. Right? Let him retire here. Let him yeah. stay. You know. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. But what caps he wearing in the Hall of Fame?
3: Yeah, and we got he got a statue
2: in, uh, in the outfit of him. Yeah. That's right. He's not wearing a Reds
4: cap in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, wearing like Messina,
2: he's he, he's he actually, got a gender. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. uh, Messina fixed. doesn't have a gender in,
1: in the uh, in the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but that also is just where baseball is different. Where now in the Hall of Fame, you are going to see people without hats more often because everyone plays for a dozen teams. Yeah,
2: you know that's so true, and and and, and they may and, and that when I look back on the era that I grew up as a young kid. I mean, man, Brooks Robinson, right? He always stayed as an Oriole, right? All his life. Right. Um, those, and, and Cal, you guys got to watch Cal play. But outside of that, there's not that many who, from uh, coming up through the minors and staying the whole, whole uh, history of their life here as a ball player, Very, you know? Very, <laughs> very, very rare. rare. Very rare.
3: What, what are your thoughts, Dad? The Orioles have decided to recognize Frank Robinson by the number 20 patch on their uniform. Uh, you think that's an appropriate way to honor the great Frank Robinson?
2: Yeah, I do. I, th- I think even a better way would be to turn last year's miserable win into a why not year this year. Why not?
1: <laughs> right? I'll take that. Yeah, right. If only they could control that. Right. When
2: Frank became the manager, it was a fifty-win team, and he brought them to to the uh, why not year. That'd be exciting to watch. Yeah, right.
3: Sure. I, I agree, and that and I think that would be the most appropriate way to honor Frank yeah. Robinson. They're also why not year.
2: And we're already two and one in the in the spring training, right? Yeah, absolutely. These yeah. Things right. are looking up.
1: They're also putting a black band across his Hall of Fame uh, number in Camden Yards for the season. And I imagine you'll have lots of people visiting the statue throughout the season. Yes. Sure.
3: Yeah. Are there anything special with the statue?
1: I don't know what you would do with it. So oh, maybe. Okay. Are we going to
4: get a black band for our number 20 up there? Yeah, you that you that want a black band? Yeah. I All think, right. right, we'll I think we need to get one up for Earl, too. No, you only, you only keep it on for the one year. I, we got to check them off until they're all covered in black. In that case, there'll be a lot of black. You, we'll have your dad back at least six more times. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's great to be welcomed back all the time.
1: Check the obituaries in the morning. Cal, Cal at least, when he dies, we can speak to Cal
4: or of Cal. Sure if we're still doing this. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh that's my. a long time. Yeah. Oh my. That's true. Yeah. I hope I'm living in Florida by the time Cal's ready to go. It's fine. You you can remotely. You can see him read, uh, read
1: Bible stories to you some more. <laughs>
3: yeah. Are there any, um, Dad, can you think of any kind of current comparisons to Frank Robinson? You mentioned LeBron James. Um, I, 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 Adam Jones, who we just lost, who we just tried to trade away for nothing to the Phillies. Right,
1: he didn't die. We just don't have him as an Oriole anymore. Right, but he we was, didn't just lose him.
3: But he was this type of strong leader, um, in in in, in the clubhouse. But certainly not a, to the with the ability yeah. of, of Frank. I, I don't think
2: yeah. even Adam Jones in his early days didn't run out a couple of times. I think right didn't he get pulled aside in his younger years and say, you know what, you're going to be a leader on the team. You got to run those balls out. I I think I, heard, I remember that. People questioned, that. I
3: think, also his concentration in the outfield sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. blowing bubbles left and right, yeah. Yeah, dropping easy balls, yeah. yeah but but,
2: you know, you never questioned that about Frank Robbins. He never would have to be pulled aside for those kind of things because he – and, and, and this is where Kat Ropkin is similar. They respected the game too much, right? Yeah. And, and man – um
3: which really resonates with a town like Baltimore, right? Yeah, Which is kind of exactly. Like Blue-collar. Blue-collar town, That's yeah. why
2: Brooks is so critical to the city, and, and Frank was uh, was very strong here.
3: Yeah, and it's why we're we're okay with losing some players that maybe don't bring the same attitude. I think, you mentioned the Manny. It, I think it makes it a lot easier knowing that Manny is kind of the way he is.
1: Were you surprised this week how much just hatred was out there for Manny of, we're going to boo him when they come in June, and we didn't want him anyway because he doesn't hustle, and... I, uh, I thought that was
3: – honestly, I thought that was mostly Yankee fans that, that were saying that. That they didn't want him
1: anyway. Okay. I mean, I mean it was <laughs> the same guys on Twitter who talk Orioles. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I
3: didn't see anyone saying they're going to boo Manny Machado. Um, didn't Coleman say he's going to boo Manny Machado? Oh, maybe. I'm not I'm, – I, I love booing. I'm a proponent of booing. Chris Davis should be booed every time he enters no, there's anywhere. No, there's no reason to boo Manny. Um, but I, I don't see booing Manny. I'll boo Zach Britton. I'll boo Zach Britton he, he because you could Yankee. He, because he's a Yankee. If you yeah. signed, if, if Manny signed yeah. with the Yankees, I would boo him. Sure, I get that. Right, I'm not going to boo a Padre. No, <laughs> 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 <You laughs> no.
1: <don't laughs> boo a Padre? No, you don't boo a Padre. Were you surprised that Manny signed before Bryce? Uh, yeah, I got. I got ten. Th- I don't want to get to it right now. Oh, Josh. you still want to get deeper into Manny? I
3: got I got ten reasons Oriole fans should be happy about the Manny sign. Okay, well but we, we can hold off there. on that because yeah, we're good.
1: gonna have Luke come in on in, in a few minutes.
3: Yeah. Well, Dad, we appreciate you spending a few. Hey, minutes Hey, certainly. About Someone
1: dies, years. give me a call. I'm here yeah, for that's,
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> okay? that's what we do. Okay, <laughs>
2: thank do. you very much. I appreciate that's what
1: that.
3: Well, yeah. uh, before you go, Dad, you optimistic about the 2019 Oriole season? <laughs>
1: It's February, and what you're, trying a loaded to do question. you're trying to do predictions. It's spring training. It's We're not going to get this guy on between now and opening day. Uh, come on, we got our first loss today. It's spring training. You're always
2: positive in the spring, right? Yeah. you to spring's eternal.
3: Are you positive? Are you, are you drinking the Kool-Aid that everyone else is buying, that everyone else is drinking? Let me keep my metaphors straight. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid everyone else is drinking about the new organization, the Mike Elias? We're heading the right direction, finally. Are you, yeah, po- that, are you drinking that the That Kool-Aid? looks
2: like it's focused. I, I, I just hope that... Uh, you know, if you look at the team now, um, third, short, and second base, I mean, those are defensive positions, and, and they they don't. I think at third base today, there was another error. Yeah. Right? So yeah.
3: It's up in the air. Who are third yeah. base? The two options we have don't look that good.
2: Right. Defensively, which is so critical for Orioles in the past, just don't look that good right now.
3: Yeah. Shortstop, we're relying on a couple of minor league guys and a veteran who's lost a step. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a long season.
2: It could be a long season, but last year was terrible, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> could be a why not year. Who knows?
3: That, that's right. Right. That's you never right.
2: know. That's why you tune in. Yeah. Some of these yeah. young pitchers, you know. Uh, David Hess still. Wow.
4: The kid's got stuff.
3: Yeah, David Hess. You and your love for David Hess. You're I yeah, I here. can
4: never tell when he's being facetious. And, no. And, 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 <laughs> I've always loved David Hess for some reason. I think the kid's going to be good. Uh, David Hess.
3: You guys, you guys have your, like, D- David Hess. Oh, I mean, who am I to talk? I love Brian Mattis. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So who yeah. am I to please. talk? Yeah, please. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have those players that you fall in love with. Hunter Harvey, I refuse to fall in love with, though. I, I don't.
1: You just don't want to get your heart broken. His
3: ninety yeah. mile per hour fastball. Get out of his. They say
2: they say his stuff is really good. I right know. now. I don't care if especially the guy hit a home run off him
1: today. I don't care if the guy right. throws one
3: hundred and ten. He hasn't thrown more than twenty innings in like three years. I, uh, no, you got to stay healthy first.
1: He hit ninety seven today, right? I think he ninety eight. Ninety eight. I, I think ninety eight. Right. I know <laughs> you Something
3: with two eyeballs. When I saw how much how fast right. he threw, I think it was ninety. Maybe it
1: was ninety-eight. I saw ninety-seven, yeah. so it would make sense he got a little bit more out of it.
3: Yeah. Anyway, all right.
2: Very good. All, all right, right, guys. Thanks. Great. To, thank thanks, you. Dad. Hey, great to be here. Thank you.
3: Absolutely. All right, in a second we're gonna get um, Luke Seiler on. Can I set the stage before he gets on here? Yeah,
4: you, know, you got to fill what me in doing. a little bit, yeah, Josh. Go ahead. Josh started telling me before you got here. And right? Yeah, just as, I'm assuming that
1: most people aren't up on this.
3: Yeah, you should follow Luke Siler um, on Twitter at uh, the underscore Luke underscore Siler, S I L E R. Um, anyway, he was tweeting about uh, the velocity of Zach Pop. The story here is, and I'm, I'm going to get Luke's take on this. The story is Zach Pop, Zach Pop, orders believer. Right.
1: We, we got we got Pop. Was he part of the Machado deal? He was. All right. Um, we we
3: talked at a poll last week about him, and a poll was high on him. This could be like a major league believer now. Throw his upper nineties. Good stuff. Um, his first spring training outing he was his velocity was down into like the upper eighties, like a significant drop
1: like chris Tillman territory
3: yeah and so and so Luke another's like commented on the velocity, um rock wrote an article about it and was dismissive, saying people you know throwing some shade, saying people worry too much about silly spring training velocity people on twitter, yeah, right That's what yeah. his comment was, yeah, and so this is a fundamental disagreement, I think between people in. Some would argue that in your first – even your first spring training outing, if you lost 10 miles per hour from your fastball, it might there might be something there, right? It might actually be well, a story.
1: enough that the Orioles then set him down the next day.
3: Yeah. Or enough to even, like, as a reporter, like, express some concern here. Like, this could be a story. This could be a right. potential problem. Whether it, injury, out, yeah. sore shoulder. Um, like, we've seen – I mean, we saw it happen last year with Mike Wright Jr., right? Where – he came out throwing. He got, the he got rid of the junior 90s. this year.
1: No more junior. He's still junior. No, he got rid of junior. He's not junior anymore. No, he's now just Mike gone? Wright. Yeah, Mike Wright. Then we had Mike Wright Junior. Now we're back to Mike Wright.
3: Okay, you got to make your make your mind up. You got to confuse the people. Is he no longer a junior?
1: like no. Is is
3: his dad Mike Wright, or was this whole thing a farce? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe his dad died.
4: Okay, and I don't know. But still, it lap. doesn't mean it doesn't. That doesn't you retract your junior juniorism. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Once a junior, always a junior. Sounds like Bert, yeah. you're the expert in this area. I'm
4: the third. I'm gonna be the third till I die. Yeah.
1: I I don't know. I just know. He, I don't. My they, dad
4: is Al Roedy Jr. Do I become do junior you, when my grandfather dies? The, no. the
1: Orioles sent out some uh, press updates to everyone. Mike Wright Jr. is now Mike Wright. Uh, Was there other name changes? Yeah. Um, uh, Nathan, someone is now Nate. Nate Carnes. Nate Carnes is now Nate Carnes huh. instead of Nathan Carnes. Uh, S- oh, Steve. The name change. Steve Wilkinson is now Stevie Wilkinson. Stevie. Stevie. I yeah. Did, yeah. Stevie. I was wondering why
4: they're calling him Stevie. And I, and
1: I think there's one more that I'm missing, <clears throat> but those are some I'm remembering off the top of my head.
3: I don't. I don't understand that. Is that like their official name is changing, or like how they want to be referred to? How they
1: want to be referred to. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's, it's the name that, that will appear on their think, baseball cards. I think they all saw Zach Britton get stuck with the wrong name for twenty years, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna straighten this out."
4: That's well, yeah. like BJ Upton is Melvin Upton oh, yeah, is now went. back to being BJ Upton. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Kind of like my
3: man Puff Daddy mm-hmm. went to P Diddy. Right. They yes. just went to Diddy. Yep.
4: <laughs> yeah. Sean Cones.
1: Sean That's right. P Diddy Combs. Yeah. Right. And I, wasn't there another name or two in there you're missing. Yeah, probably. I'm not a big P, P. Diddy or guy.
4: Prince. Was the, 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 the right. unpronounceable symbol. The symbol, yeah. The art or, artist, artist formerly known, known as, yeah. and then right. he was just the artist. Yeah. 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 When people do whatever they want, what are you going to do? Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> the problem is when you got to report with them and they keep changing their name, well, it
4: makes it confusing. And maybe they should just stay out of the public yeah. eye.
3: At some point, I'm drawing the line.
4: you got some kind of uh, personal issue where you're constantly having to change your name. Maybe find a different job.
3: Well, I'm drawing the line right here, actually. I will continue for the rest of the season to refer to Mike Wright as Mike Wright Jr. There, I will. Yeah. If you want to change your name, you can't change it back. No changes. Um, for or spring...
4: or just stay on the team so that you know, you're know you at least a person worth talking about. Otherwise, we're yeah. really going to forget what your name yeah, is. Yeah, that's
3: true. Maybe this is the <laughs> only way to make us remember his name. Yeah. This is, stay that's relevant. the only way that Mike Wright's name or Stevie Wilkerson will appear on this podcast. Um, first impressions of spring training. Uh, we've had, what, three games now in the book. Yeah. Um, any, anything excite you get you optimistic we are two and one mm-hmm. I think uh, just throwing it out there I think Cedric Mullins been batting some lead off I think he's had some really good bats yeah I'm been impressed with what I've seen with Cedric Mullins
4: looking good on the base paths I uh yes I was excited to catch a little bit of the game on Masson on Saturday, the first yes. spring training game. It's nice seeing Ed Smith Stadium. It's nice seeing Sunshine. You know what I like about spring training games is the is, uh, stadiums oh, are small. Oh, they're never televised? Oh. <laughs> uh, that, too. Smart. But the ones that are televised, that you can actually see what's happening. And yeah. we've noticed this when we were down there. But the stadiums, pretty much all of them are fairly small, especially yeah, yeah, like in comparison 5, to people or Major League Stadium. And Ed Smith's no different. Yes. But – uh like the in of Florida, Benway, tiny. in Florida, there's a nice breeze going February Florida weather, and you're out. You, you're watching these games on television, and you see like the the players' hairs blowing, and their jerseys are flapping in the breeze. I'm like, oh man, that, look, that looks so nice. Just to be sitting out there playing baseball, watching baseball. I was say, you
1: can go outside and your jersey, will flapping the breeze. I know, but
4: it's different. It's different when it's a, a slender baseball player. <laughs> All right. I mean, glad, you, you ever I'm, I'm
1: that? glad you watched the first Frontier right. game What's by your Pablo Bert?
4: Sandoval's jersey never flapped. <laughs> uh-huh. You've been keeping your eye on Austin Hayes and, uh, yeah. The uh, um, oh, who's the guy who was betting second the other day? Uh, I can't remember. Probably guy who won't be on the team, but I don't know. It's it's different from watching the 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 big league games, changing changing the lineup, changing putting pinch hitters, pinch runners, changing the defensive uh, alignment.
3: Yeah. The, the, um, they seem to buy into the uh, aggressive base running, right? Like, sure. Why not? Uh, Brendan Hyde mentioned this, and it seems to be true. And maybe this is just spring training. I don't know if so they're trying things out. But they're being very aggressive on the base pass, which I think is good to see. Sure. You mentioned Austin Hayes. Speaking of Austin Hayes, he had a nice, uh, I think, first to home on a on a double the other day, um, which is good because it's aggressive base running, but also because mm-hmm. Austin Hayes is coming off an ankle injury. Right. Um, so it's good to see him running the bases and looking healthy. Well, they
1: said he put on 28 pounds of muscle. Austin Hayes. Austin Hayes. Yeah, and Adam mm. Pohl,
3: He even talked about that last time. His kind of fluctuating in body weight, right? And, and he didn't look right last year. So hopefully this this year he looks a little bit better and looks looks right.
1: But the problem with the whole aggressive base running is you got guys like Trey Mancini out there stealing bases. Trey Mancini's not what's very fast. He shouldn't be stealing bases.
3: Well, you know what's also interesting is the base running is not very much in line. I feel like, and maybe Luke can, can know more about this, but
1: I feel not like it's line.
3: not very in line with sabermetrics and the a- analytics. Like the analytics say, don't steal bases because it's an unnecessary well that, risk. Um, but
1: I don't think so for a
3: team that's really analytically inclined. No, uh, I think, no, this I think is analytics
1: very... you do steal bases. I think we're no. used to years of Orioles baseball where you don't steal bases because the next guy is going to hit a home run.
3: Right, that's analytics. I think.
1: No, I think it's the other way around.
3: All right. Well, agree disagree.
1: Uh, I mean, I, they, right. I think analytics doesn't go either way. I think the analytics... No, they're, you, anti, they're anti-small ball. No, they're, they're not. They're anti-bunting. If you are anti-stealing bases. They are. If you have a bunch of guys who can I'm hit Googling home... I'm Googling.
3: It does. Sabermetrics like stealing sabermetrics sabermetrics bases. Sabermetrics
1: doesn't tell you either way. If you have a bunch of guys who can hit home runs, the analytics are going to say, don't steal. If you've got a crappy team like the Orioles, they're going to say, do whatever you can. Steal balls. Steal steel signs and uh, steal uh, second base. You know,
3: they're cracking down on stealing signs, so... Yeah,
1: I, I know. By technology, they're delaying They're worried that it's video, so the video in the clubhouse is going to be delayed by a few seconds.
4: I don't understand why they're still doing signs
1: in 2019. Like, if they're... I, I agree. If they're that worried about stealing signs, give the catcher and the pitcher little headsets like football and yes. let them talk. Yes. Or... Just take into account that stealing signs is part of baseball, yes. and
4: mix up your signs. Pick or choose. Yeah, you're, it's it's so dumb.
1: Like this old delay in cameras and banning Apple Watches or whatever they're doing now doesn't matter.
4: Baseball players were using signs and probably stealing signs before the telephone was even invented. Right. Just let. Just. But guess what? We've come a long way since then. Just they, they're the the pitchers are constantly cursing into their gloves. Right. When they throw a bad pitch or give up a home run or something, just put a microphone in the glove. And aren't but aren't we Coach, what what should I pitch? What should I pitch, coach? But the whole steal on signs thing, like,
1: isn't that just part of the game? Isn't that out out playing your opponent if you're figuring out what they're gonna pitch? Isn't that the whole point? Uh. And, And don't you then just mix up your signs?
3: Yeah, but that's what's happening, right? That's what happens all right. the time, anyway.
1: So, what is this just to but try to take with, technology out of yeah, helping? I,
3: I think it's one thing to cheat in the field; it's another thing when you're bringing like outside cameras to help you cheat. Like, sure, it's one well, yeah. thing to well, look at them and try to steal them just being in the dugout—that's right,
4: the Bill Belichick. Way. It's
3: a whole other element. Yeah, to have like you know a video camera in center field um, try, trying to give. If you they're an event. allowed to
4: use technology to steal signs, they should be allowed to use technology to give out the signs. Yeah. Right.
1: I agree. Yeah, I have no problem with microphones in the gloves. Except I wouldn't want to be the guy wearing the headset every time that ball hits the, hits the mic. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think I mean I've been a proponent for miking up all players all the time.
1: So well you want it right you away. want it like the All Star game where we get yeah. they're mic'd up and we get the they get to talk to the cameras as the game's. Yeah, I want Cedric Mullins mic'd up in center field right. as he
3: chases down fly balls. <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs>
4: I got it, I got it.
1: You know, normally, normally I'd argue nonsense. against
4: it, but I don't think it's going to hurt the
1: team this year.
4: So why not?
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, we're not going to lose a uh, hundred games because the opponents are stealing our signs.
3: We're talking spring training, uh, first impressions here. I also wanted to mention Yaznel Diaz. I- I'd never seen him actually play before. Man, that kid is—he looks big. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks—I mean, I mean that in a good way, right? Uh, like he looks toned. I, Bert, I don't know if you want to describe his physical attributes. You're better at describing. I wouldn't. Physical attributes. I wouldn't say amazing. he's
4: slender, but yeah, he's like a ball player.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and he hit a home run that was televised in the first game. Yeah, yep. And he got all of it. He There's, crushed it. He he looks like he's going to be a good player. But we're not gonna all see that based him. on
1: one swing, right? <laughs> all in one game. Yeah. But he's he's the guy that we're not even going to see this year, right? He's going to go back to Bowie or Norfolk.
3: I think to start the season, I think he could. Be you think a, he could finish? He could be a September call-up kind of guy. He could Why be would August you waste kind of
1: his time clock this year? Oh, oh,
3: you're all about manipulating uh, s- b- service time. I'm just trying to put Toronto the, Blue Jays. I'm just trying to I mean, and put the best team on the t- on, on the field, Josh. I get, get that, but if he's
1: available in sep- if he's available in July, I guess you'll we'll see him in September probably because yeah. at September you get to bring up a hundred people. Yeah,
3: and, and I, I think I don't know how it off. all works, but I think you can send him down too. Like it's just about how much time you accrue in a year, so you can send them down up, bring them up for a little bit, and then send them back
1: down. No, I think it's a flag. Once you bring them up, that's a, that's one flag and down, and you got so many up and downs. Well, those are options. I think that's, that's different true. than that's time. That's true. That's options. I don't know how service time works. Yeah, no one does. That's part of why. Uh... Did, did you see there was there was some baseball player on the ESPN this week, Yeah. and they were talking about how, or maybe it was the MLB Network, but they were talking about how they think it might go to a baseball strike in a, in a couple of years, and the reporter said. It made some comment about how, uh, well, do you think the players are willing to give up their salaries? And the baseball player said, wait, we have to give up salaries if we go on strike? <laughs> had no concept of how how a strike worked.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's. You don't yeah, work, that, you don't get paid. That's going to be ugly. Um, just a couple other uh, impressions. Chance Disco hit a home run in his first um, a bat that's should be an interesting race to watch for catcher. Right. Chan Sisko's a guy that was, you know, one of our top prospects a year ago, and then last year he kind of fell off the board. Like he was, they were talking he could be the starting catcher last year, but kind of fell off the board, had a terrible year, but still has all those tools that made him, you know, a, a top one hundred prospect. Um, so I am curious to see if Chan Sisko can find um, find his form again and become a really good catcher, like he was supposed to be, um, because it was never a question about his hit tool, right? They always questioned was the defense good enough. But his hit tool was always good enough. So I'm curious to see if Chancisco Sisko can, uh, can win that certain job and if he can kind of get back to what he was supposed to be a couple years ago. That's another interesting race.
1: Though yeah, a lot of people like Austin
3: you... wins too. So I think it's going to be a fun right. race. And to you watch. can't that's
1: take Chancisco and you can't move him to first base because we've already moved multiple people to first base. We've got Ryan Mountcastle now in that first base mix. He played first base today. Yeah. That's again, gonna... second time, I think.
3: Yeah, and he he is um, our second-best offensive prospect behind Diaz. Um, and people say uh, – well, people – I think people think that offensively he can be better than Diaz. The question is defensively. Uh, so they're ha- playing him first base. I'm curious to see – I don't think he has a shot to make it out of the opening day roster. I don't think he has a shot. Um, no, he was – wasn't he single-A last year? No, he was double-A. He played – For the whole season? Yeah, I think for most of the season he was double-A. Okay. If not all of it. Um but all at third base. So there's going to be right. a new position for him. And there's am n- curious and- if they put him at first base in AAA or Double AA, I'm I'm right. sure to see that. But he, he was also so. one of the youngest players in AA last right. year. So and also young. we've
1: got a little clog at first base if we tried to use him there this year. Just for this year, yeah. Just a little. I
3: think, I think by next year, it's going to be
1: free-flowing
3: next year first base. Well, Chris
1: Davis got two at-bats, Yeah. two strikeouts. Yeah. So, I like how no we, adjustments not working well or basing too much on two at bats.
3: Yeah, I like how we talk about um, Diaz, um, Cisco. These guys hit home runs, but it really doesn't mean anything because it's right. just one at bat. But but, but Davis Davis striking out twice. It's done. His, it means it's everything. Over. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make the adjustment. He, he's done. He's terrible. But
1: all of this we can only base on uh, what one game that was on TV and two games that were on the radio.
3: Yeah, uh, I listened to some of the the call
1: today, Steve Malasky.
3: Uh, uh, Steve Malawuski. Um, <laughs> is it pronounced Malewski? Yes, okay. it's it Looks like All right, fine. I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's somewhat appropriate because right? because uh is all about the minor leaguers, right? That's what he's known he for. Had... Following the minor league very closely. He's uh
4: very informative when he calls into the radio stations, giving the minor league reports. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. He had some. He had
1: good notes to go off of. Uh-huh. He had good. Yes. So and, and so now I that
3: I didn't mind, you know, mind this. he's actually like heard buyers, of some of these guys. Yes, yes, <laughs> like he's covered a lot of these guys in the minors that are now here. Right. Um, so it's somewhat appropriate that he would be calling um, some games. I don't know. Does this mean that Steve Molesky could be also calling some?
1: I assume it's. A, games? I assume it's a
4: tryout because yeah. they haven't announced who's replacing Joe Angel yet. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine they're going to hire an actual professional radio sports radio comment. commentator
3: i i know who i'm rooting for but i I wish they would promote within the ranks
4: Mm.
3: you know what i'm saying um right now there's picking up what you're putting down (laughs) there's a great announcer at who uh i would like to see get that promotion
1: good friend of the show good friend of the show (laughs) um
3: but i thought steve molester was fine there's some mic issues they have (laughs) that boy joe on i don't know who's this this new reporter joe
1: he's the guy for mlb.com
3: yeah yeah joe
1: the biggest yeah, problem. He's like
3: a bit of a softy, but he, he has like, uh, and by that I mean like soft spoken because they had um, him on the mic and it was. They,
1: sh- they fixed soft-tree. it in the middle of the interview. Did, did he? Yeah. It
3: was hard to listen to because they, uh, he was very soft spoken.
1: So this this time it wasn't on the radio and they just did Steve Molesky broadcasting to Orioles.com and the, oh, really? app and the MLB app.
4: I, I listened on the phone. I just yeah. assumed it was on the radio no, too, it's, but it's no. not
1: really on the radio. I listened to it on the website. Um, Same thing. But uh, is it? But More it, or less. But the, the bad side of that was the technology side. It sounded like Steve Malasky was wearing a pair of uh, headphones and just talking into like his uh, headphones that came yeah. with his cell phone, and was doing a it his cell phone. Where was ta- tiny? There was Tim? all this. There was all this mic noise going on nonstop. Yeah. Um, or a mighty the Casey. The interview was really quiet, so I didn't have a problem with Steve, but then you got to get the tech ready
3: so the other thing about and I don't want to overanalyze you know him in his first shindig and this is the last thing I'll say I thought he was very good about setting up the play, very good about talking about the play after it happened, but when a play happened, like there was like a double play, and he's like the 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 balls hit hit to short uh and and he's safe at first so right. wait, wait, wait a minute, like a lot of stuff happened in between but it happened, I know the game happens really fast <laughs> well. But there's a couple of yes. times when he couldn't keep up with what was happening actually on the field. And, he and just I wasn't sure talked about it afterwards. Has,
1: I wasn't sure. And I was trying to look this up and couldn't find an answer. Has Steve called other games before? I, don't, I think Did this he, is his first time. Has he done any like or has he just like uh, been watching games on TV and, and doing the play-by-play at home preparing for well, this? From what
3: I heard, he, this is what his training, his background, this is what he wanted to do.
1: Okay. So he's so he's probably called college stuff and everything. I like, would imagine like you know, Glenn Clark goes out and is calling college lacrosse and right. soccer and all this right. meaningless stuff.
4: Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure the, the the players sacrificing their bodies appreciate not, that meaningless.
3: But, yeah, I would imagine he has some background <laughs> right. calling something. Okay.
1: Alright, yeah, I thought he did fine. Um, you know, it's always weird to listen to someone new. Yeah. When you when once you get used to a voice. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's and a, Joe a, Angel is some tough shoes to fill. It was still better than listening to anyone who calls Nats games.
4: It's a happy medium because, at the end of the day, it's still just spring training exhibition baseball. You're you're fortunate that they're even broadcasting it at all, uh, right? This is a first that we get every game, at least audio. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know we had every game on Well, and it used to be like it wouldn't be the Orioles broadcast team, but it would be like the Tigers, whoever right. they're playing against, and then you have to listen to their guys. Yeah. Um, now you get Steve if it's not on the radio. But you care if you care enough to listen to a radio broadcast of an exhibition yeah. game. Hey, you're a loser. <laughs> B,
3: We all did. Right. Now, what I don't
4: know. I wasn't going to say that.
1: But. <laughs> what I don't know is I don't know if this is a tryout. For Orioles. I don't know who controls the broadcast team for the Orioles. Is that managed by the Orioles? Is that under Masson? Because, like, Steve works for Masson.
3: Doesn't Masson work for the Orioles?
1: And Masson is... I don't know. So
3: I don't know how <laughs> all that works.
4: It's the Orioles radio network. Hey,
3: listen. I, I, at the top of the show, I said we're going to have Luke Styler on at 8 o'clock. It's freaking 8.16. Mm-hmm. Is the guy coming on the show or not?
1: He's here. Luke is he not up, all right, good. but he's oh, on I'm there. <laughs> oh, good. Sweet. I'm
3: sorry. I just said that, and here you are, Luke. Hey, Luke, uh, this is Matt from Section 36. We're excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Luke. Hey, Matt.
4: Hey. Uh,
3: Welcome. I'm glad for having you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're joined by Luke Styler and, and, Luke, I've been following you on Twitter for, for a while now, and I heard your interview just uh, maybe a week ago with Adam Pohl on the uh, dot com. Um Really good, really enlightening. And after I heard that, I, I, I told Josh, I said, we got to get this Luke guy on, on the podcast. Yeah, and um, I
1: didn't do anything about it yeah, until Josh today. Yeah, didn't do anything
3: about it today. <laughs> uh, but we're finally, we're, we're, we're joined by <laughs> Luke. I want to get some, uh, I want to dive right in and talk about some spring training impressions. Specifically, I saw on Twitter, and this reason I want to have you on specifically, um, the, the Zach Pop velocity. Uh, Zach Pop, we mentioned earlier, is the guy we got part of the Manny Machado deal. And and Zach Pop looked like the kind of reliever that could have, uh, like, made his major league appearance uh, even this year, right, and become a, a back end of the rotation reliever, that kind of potential. But out of the gates, his velocity was a little bit off. Uh, Luke, you want to talk about what you saw with uh, Zach Pop and his velocity?
2: Yeah, I watched him a ton last year, and he's a six, four eight,
4: with his sinking two seam fastball. It has a lot of arm stuff. It's a really hard pitch to square up. As you saw, even with the
2: block.
1: But the velocity was really good to be down probably 10 miles per hour from his peak, you know,
4: 8 miles per hour from where he set.
3: Hey, Luke, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I really – but you've been cut off so many times. That I don't feel bad cutting you off because you've been cut <laughs> off about 30 times already um, with just the audio. I This is – I don't think this is going to work right now. Um, Luke, we're going to yeah. have you back on another week. Um, we'll just have to do this another week, Luke, all right? Because the audio just isn't working.
1: I, I just cut it there. Okay. Uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna him, have to get it back on. I'll take him, we'll care of about it. Uh, by the way, you should be following. I mean, it's um, just fitting with how today's gone. We had the
4: yeah.
3: issues at the beginning. Yeah. And-
1: Josh will cut this all out of the, uh, the real show. <laughs> That's
3: a lot of work. Um, you can do it. Um, and, you can, cut
4: but, out the entire interview and then just cut out all the times Matt said we were going to have the interview and then we're good.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and we might be at an hour.
3: <laughs> how about we just say, uh, welcome, Luke, and having some hi. And then I- I'll say, um, thanks, Luke, for joining us. <laughs> then we won't be liars. And you can leave that, that part, th- those parts.
4: Yeah. And then we can say you can get the full interview on our Patreon for five ninety nine, and see how many people buy in. Right. See,
3: yeah by people you mean suckers for an interview that doesn't exist. <laughs> um no, but can I can I uh get to what cuz Luke responded on Twitter. Luke tweeted out at the Luke Sk- Siler. He said um about someone um he said someone who's throwing shade at fans on Twitter mentioning glossities is now tweeting glossities. And he's talking about Rakubako. Rakubako who he, he did not act. Rakubako saw that tweet. And I yep. just and this is Rakubako's first sentence he says. He says you talking to me? Dude is how he responds. Yes. You're talking to me All dude? Right. <laughs> I haven't heard someone use the word dude since I saw Dude Where's My Car. Like what Sweet. is this? What, what are you, a frat boy? Dude? <laughs> and Luke responds like graciously. I don't know how can you respond graciously when someone calls you dude. Your name it's Luke Siler. It's right on his Twitter handle. His name's Luke Siler. His name's not dude. And it just ticks me off because it represents two things. One, Rakubako in particular. Is, 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 he's really good at his blog. He's a good blogger. He updates it a lot. He, he's a good writer. Right. I think he's a really talented writer. He's funny, and he's informative, and I really like his writing. On Twitter, I he don't is so people. condescending to anyone who is right. not a fellow reporter. Like, he thinks re- there's this group of elite reporters who knows all and should be the dispensers of the information, and anyone else who tries to commentate or critique on oral activities is deemed a dope. According to Rakubaka,
1: yeah, he doesn't seem to like the internet, or,
3: or in in his words, a dude, right? <laughs> I mean, and and listen, and like, it didn't like Luke didn't at, Mastering Rock, Mastering Rock sought that tweet out, yeah, yeah. to comment on, yeah, it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, like someone told, and then Mastering Rock, next, it's like anyway. a, it's like
4: a subtweet, right? Is that yeah. what a subtweet is?
3: Yeah, and then Rock, the next tweet was Rock says. Got much more important things happen in my life at the moment to really care. Yeah, Well, then not. why did you seek out and find it and respond to it if you really don't really care about it? <laughs> right. It doesn't make sense. And and it's my larger point about how Oriole reporters never crush the Orioles. For years, national reporters have, A, broke stories, also crushed the Orioles for being a dysfunctional organization. Mm-hmm. Yet we never saw... Uh, reporters here crush the Orioles for being a dysfunctional organization. Never. Like, they don't crush the Orioles. They right. always give fluff
1: pieces. Well, and, and going back to... <laughs> remember, you know, Rock works for the Orioles. Yeah, at the if same time, they, yeah, the they, that, they want to get, keep their you're jobs. Right. You're right. That's part of the problem with the sports in general is more and more being owned. The Ravens okay. are doing the same thing where the Ravens own their own group of reporters. Sure. Can't okay, what, what about John
3: Andreoli or whatever? Or Peter Schmuck? How about you yeah, get off your... Write something critical. Right. I, remember sure. last year what happened? Chris Davis was terrible. No one would say it, right? No reporters would say it, just fans would say it. Finally, Jim Palmer, yeah, not yes. a reporter, uh, a freaking former Oriole pitcher, sports and a- 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 analyst, um, he's the guy that comes out and critiques Chris Are Davis. They- um, right. Not, not a, that's a reporter. That's what reporters do. He came. Out, well, he didn't critique. He crushed Chris Davis, right? Sure. And yeah. that's what reporters do with pictures do. and with arrows. Wants to crush Chris Davis. Yeah.
1: Do you think but, but they all... won't do
3: it. So it take, right. and how do Baltimore fans react? They love it. Yeah. They love it when someone speaks the truth and like crushes their team when they're on yeah. the right. And the Orioles have so many reasons to be crushed or have had so many reasons to be crushed in the past. Yet so. no one wants to do it.
4: But Palmer was the perfect guy to do that because a he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you couldn't fire Is Massa going to fire him? Okay, I think he'll do just fine. You know, like he can right. say whatever he wants, even if even if he said the worst thing you could possibly say, and the Orioles said, Screw it, you're out of here. Well, the, but someone from the Baltimore Sun should have written that article before. But part should've
1: of the problem him. is the Orioles already set a precedence where if you speak out bad about the Orioles, you're out. Ah, Little Nestor action. There. I mean, isn't that did <laughs> <isn't, laughs> is, didn't Nestor yeah. set the whole yeah. precedent? Well, is nester. that where they send
4: the Oriole bird out with a water gun? Like, <laughs> like
1: uh, Schmuck doesn't want to be the next Nestor who loses his, his tell you, what, credential. you may hate Nestor, and everyone does, but uh, he spoke the truth. He did right. Now, the like, problem he, is, he crushed the Orioles. Once he got kicked out, it became just pure hatred yeah, of the he Orioles. A bit too so, far. It went He's too a far, far. But before then. But but national reporters
3: will call the Orioles out for being incompetent. They'll call Brady Anderson out and say, hey, what are right. the Orioles doing with now, Brady Anderson? Them, no. But no
1: Orioles reporter will do it. Right, Why no. is that? It ticks uh, me off. It's got to be the way the Angelos family handles reporters. Because those are, a lot of those reporters that you're saying are national reporters that will call them out have a little bit of issue with the Angeloses. If you're thinking like a Keith Law type guy and, and uh, Buster Olney.
3: But they're usually right what they say, too. Yeah,
1: they are. Right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Except right. for Orioles being the worst farm system. I think he said they were wrong about that last week.
3: Yeah, well, he's wrong about that one. But when he talks about how like, the organizations run, right? But no, Dan Duquette was great, right? According to Orioles reporters. Then they're replaced with someone who is like, completely opposite of Dan Duquette. Well, and he's great, too. So is everyone just always great? Here's I a, love it. <laughs> here's a, Beautiful. Here, and here's a me, Orioles, so here, people here's can a tell me I'm great. One. Here's yeah. a
1: simple thing. For the past few years, we got Brady shoved in our face. Now Brady has disappeared, and not a single Oreo reporter is going to say, "Hey, where's Brady?" There's no right. Like that's nothing. an easy question. Yeah. S- someone write an article about that because and if you can't find any information Mike Elias about it. Doesn't want Brady to be part of his, his organization,
3: right. And hey, Schmuck, if you can't, I'm not calling his name is Peter Schmuck. Uh, schmuck, if you can't find <laughs> dude, if you dude, if you can't find any information about, um, Brady Anderson. Then Paul Brady. write a, a piece that crushes the Orioles for not telling you what's going on right. with Brady Anderson. This, this
1: job isn't hard. Right, there was an article this week by a national reporter about the fact that Major League Baseball is still upset with the Orioles because the Orioles will not tell them who is running the Orioles. Yeah. But you'll yeah. never hear that from an Orioles No, reporter. you won't hear that from the Orioles reporter. Yeah.
4: I agree with everything you're saying wholeheartedly, but just to be the devil's advocate here. Yeah. What if they reached out to us? On some crazy whim, and said, "You guys are the official podcast of the Baltimore Orioles, and we'll pay you." How long do you think we'd last if we just did a rant like you did no, just now? I'll say whatever they want me to say. I <laughs> <laughs> agree. Are they paying? Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Then, but until then, they're covering my Easy Pass bill, of course. <laughs> yeah, you're
3: right. It's easy for people who don't do this for a living um, to to criticize. But
4: ag- I I, I'm just saying but it's, but to it's be also funny. But I agree with you. But I feel
3: the like the state of <laughs>
1: Sports reporting right now. Yes, and-
3: I feel like there was a time when when newspapers were in their heyday, right? Where newspaper writers were not afraid to go out there and, and right. crush people. Yes. And now we just get fluff pieces all the time.
4: Well, but but then there are the pe- the Keith Laws and people yes. of the world where we get bombarded with right. Rock because he tweets 100 times a day where Keith Law will say something about the Orioles four or five times a year. So you got to – But
1: don't you want to hear a guy who's in the oppressed box every day – Speaking the truth, yes. Yeah, but
4: then he won't be in the press box very long. I don't
1: and know that's if that's the, true. Problem. That's, for the I, If you're working for the Baltimore Sun? Because, yes. I don't know. That's the question. <laughs> Do you is... think
4: that Angelos uh, could call... Uh, Peter Schmuck's boss and have Peter Schmuck fired,
1: or, or even better, yeah, because I'm sure the Orioles have a really nice advertising deal that keeps the Sun printing. Or even better, that Dan guy who works for
3: the Athletic, Dan um, O'Connelly. Yes, what about him? He works the, the the Athletic.
1: I think we'll see. I think he is more open to writing. Yes, I think if you want to see, that's a, where you're going to see real reporting. Yes, season. if you want
3: to see someone crush the Orioles, read Dan O'Connelly. <laughs> <a comment. laughs> that's all I want to see people crush the Orioles. I just want you to be honest, right? Yeah, like, and that's why with the, and it goes back to that that the Zach Pop story. Because the line in the blog was so dismissive of the drop in velocity, like silly fans will will blow one spring training start out of proportion, right like that's what the blog said, like silly mm-hmm. fans will blow this out of proportion. Um, but yeah, maybe because we' blow out of proportion because maybe it's a big deal, so maybe we should actually talk about it and not just be demeaning about it, uh, that' annoys me all right i want to want to transition here to some more. Um, so we appreciate Luke hopping on with us. <laughs>
1: I will be editing that down pretty tight. Um, But uh, I was just pulling up to see what Dan Connolly has written about recently. And his last article was the initial – what's your initial impression of Brandon Hyde? Now, that was positive, but that's still one that could have gone either way. Right, and part of
3: this is because I think The Athletic allows you to do more of the long forum, where a lot of these – and you need – sometimes you really need the long form to really get into some of the stuff with the Orioles and a lot of the stuff coming out there, these little daily blogs, right? It's not, it's just kind of in, informing. It's you throw a bunch of quotes, right? Of what people said and what happened. It's not really and, detailed reporting that happens.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure part of it is, but the athletic is supposed is, to serve
3: that role, right? The athletic is yes.
1: supposed to serve the kind of that old school newspaper
3: role of getting in-depth stories. Um, right. That's why Brittany droly who recently left the Orioles she went the athletic, and the reason she said is because she wanted to tell deeper stories, not reporting box scores. stories. Yeah, yeah, not just box scores.
4: Oh, could you imagine? Ugh. Just reporting box scores every night. Yeah, like shoot me in the head. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> Even like maybe, maybe that's why Rock's so <laughs> touchy. Yeah.
4: I, I, yeah, I wouldn't blame him at all. I mean, he might be the nicest guy in the world. No, he's but not if,
3: though. You can tell from his tweets that he's not the nicest guy in the world.
4: But maybe there's a strain on that job that just like drives you nuts. I don't think so. I don't know, man.
3: I don't think so. Maybe he just needs to take a...
4: If, if I had his job, I think I'd be snippy with internet people, too. Just saying. <laughs> really? Sure. I, w- I want it. Driving nuts. If someone else... Snippy with Luke, one more like person asks me they about Zach
3: awesome. Pop. Be, be snippy <laughs> if they ask you about the weather. Yeah, <laughs> I get that's right. That. I, I get that. I okay. get the weather. Oh, yeah, will, yeah, the, yeah. will the game get will in? the game get in. That's the one. That deserves it. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter person should be crushed right. to ask that question. Yes. But not questioning guys' velocity. No. All right, I want to switch gears here. I got ten reasons... That Orioles fans should be happy about the Manny Machado tra- uh, be- being traded. All right.
4: Is this like a top Trading 10 list? or signing with the Padres? Signing. I mean Sign si- signing what? with the Padres. Okay.
3: This is a top ten list. I'll start from ten, come my way down. Call me David right. Letterman. Number ten.
1: Do we really have to call you David Letterman? <laughs>
3: yeah. For, for this segment, until I'm down with top ten, you can refer to me as David Letterman or Mr. Letterman.
4: And you can call me uh, Paul Schaefer in the CBS yeah. Orchestra.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, reason number ten. Uh, small market is a good fit for his personality. I think it would have been yeah. a disaster. If in New York Montana. or L.A.? Yeah. Well, we saw the markets. issues in
1: L.A. when he was just there for a little bit. Because,
3: right. Because what do they do? They take one quote and they blow it out of proportion. And I think sure. it's funny that none of those issues came up in Baltimore, right? It's, <laughs> thank you.
4: It's a Letterman theme. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> to go back to our conversation before. He goes to the Dodgers, right? And the reporters crush him for some of his comments. Yeah, he plays in Baltimore. and yeah, he's never get crushed. Uh, so the Padres, <laughs> I would, I would imagine a similar market size, a similar um, a small market to the to the Orioles. Yes. Uh, in fact, probably even more chill uh, towards baseball. But also really,
1: San Diego. really cool market because they're the only sport.
3: Yes, with the with True. the yeah the the, the Los the Angeles Chargers or Los whatever Chargers. Um, reason number nine. And
4: the stadium's really nice.
3: Uh, Yeah, that's not part of my reasons, but that's also another reason.
4: Yeah, if the the Padres lose, the fans don't really care. Because they go to the beach. Yeah. Absolutely. They're (laughs) going surfing later. If they win, don't really care. Yeah. No, that's cool. There is the negative. Padres are good this year? Cool, bro.
3: Um, (laughs) Yeah, we need to go out to San Diego and check out that stadium, especially now with Manny Machado. That's another reason I'm happy you signed there. But no, number nine, small market gives biggest contract, uh, like the biggest contract in baseball given by a small market team. Mm -hmm. Thus gives hope for all smart market teams yeah. that we can sign the big it, guy. It gives hope mm-hmm. that
1: in three years we could sign
4: Mike Trout. <laughs> well, Mike Trout's next year. Is it next year?
3: Forbes values the Padres at $1.27 billion. They value the Orioles at $1.2 billion. So okay. we're right in that same right um, in there. frame. There um, number eight, proves I was right that no one cares about his Johnny Hustle and Hustle is not my cup of tea comments. Ten years, $300 million proves cool. –
1: uh, they don't care. Does that prove it does? It? It does. Or, do, or does it prove that only the Padres, that the Dodgers and the Yankees and the big market areas did care and avoided that?
3: Well, I yeah, even I wouldn't say it proves
1: that nobody cares. Even
3: without the comments, though, ten years, three hundred million. Like, I don't think he was making more than that. I
1: mean, it's the first thing Dad Dad brought up. People care. San Diego didn't. It but, wasn't going to stop him from getting three hundred. But million. that's the
3: point. Like, it only takes one team not caring. Yeah. So in, in effect, the comments, I don't think, hurt him is what I mean to say.
4: No, because, I mean, put yourselves in the shoes of a San Diego Padres fan and, and Manny Machado doesn't hustle out a, a ground ball. The one fan's being like, oh, bro, look, he didn't hustle it out that much. <laughs> dude. And the other guy's going to go, dude, I know. That stinks. Let like, you want to go surfing? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I like how you're not being stereotypical at all. Number seven. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, it also proves that free agency isn't broken or at least isn't as broken as everyone says it is, so everyone should just chill out, right? It's just slow. Great players still make money. All right. Yeah, sure. Number six, I really enjoy when organizations are shocked. And number six, it, the White Sox and Phillies were shocked, and they were mad. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes me really they're happy. They're now panicking about Bryce Harper. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. I mean, think about it. The Phillies, they they brought in the windmill, um, their base coach, Bobby yeah. Dickerson. Um, we thought maybe try to lure him. The White Sox, meanwhile, Brought like his entire family and friends, right? Sure, right? Um, to to try to lure M- Manny Machado. Yeah, but um, they the both only... tried
1: to do it without the three hundred million. Well, the problem and, was the $300 yeah, so million. I
4: don't think anybody's signing just because they got the a I mean, third base coach that right, they like. We didn't hear the
1: Phillies <laughs> say, "Hey, we offered three hundred million too," or the <laughs> Chicago saying, "We offered $300 million."
4: And we brought in Bobby Dickerson. Oh, oh no, right. but 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 Chicago
3: said that they thought their deal was more than the. It was like eight years, $280 million, but plus incentives could go over $300 million, and that was over eight well, years. Well, yeah, eight years to so, eight years
1: more per year.
3: The quote for the White Sox guy, Kenny Ken, Ken Williams in the front office said, he said the White Sox felt they were the highest offer on the table. And here's his quote. After it happened, I love this quote. He says, Ken, Kenny Williams of the White Sox says, I'm wearing my shades so you can't see the shock in my eyes. Like, Ooh. baseball guys never admit, like, when something shocks them, Yeah, both the Phillies— and the White Sox were shocked that the Padres—not not just that they got three hundred million, but it's the Padres who gave them three three hundred million. And the Padres
4: saying, "I'm wearing shades, bro, because it's so sunny out here." <laughs> hey, wanna go baseball game, bro?
3: But you know where the White Sox went wrong? Uh, they never Wait. signed Jonathan Scope. That's the guy they missed. <laughs> yeah. Um if four, we saw
4: Jonathan Scope today.
3: We did. I like. Or what heard the, it on the radio. I like what the Twins are doing. I think this could be like twins are becoming my new favorite team they got Cruz, they got scope and they and they just got Marvin gonzalez they're doing this thing where they're signing a bunch of guys to these one and two-year deals because they see the market so deflated Mm. so let's just do a bunch of one and two year deals with these guys like scope and Cruz who are kind of in the middle and get lost and forgotten about um and so i think this is kind of really intriguing to fill their team out with this i think this is a model other teams could steal this is like i feel like a dan duquette move
4: yeah you could find a what do they call it? Magic in a bottle or something?
3: Yeah.
1: So I like this. So the White Sox deal could have been up with incentives, could have been up to 350 Yeah, but it was mm-hmm. a lot less guaranteed money. Right. So mm-hmm. he went for the guarantee.
4: Right. <laughs> I think. I think it, and I think he went for San Diego. Yes. Why would you want to play for the Chicago White Sox on the South side And they offered or it. San Diego? They offered $8,250. Yeah. Still.
3: The, my number five reason why Oro fans should love the Manny Machado signing is because the. The um, Padres play in the, the NL, NL West, mm. which is very far both from the American League and from the East Coast. Mm. Like, I didn't even realize that the Padres still had a squad since Tony Gwynn left. Like, I didn't know they were still playing baseball. I thought when Tony Gwynn left, they just kind of disbanded. Um, but no, went, the Padres still have a baseball team. Yeah, um, I went there to the
1: Petco last year.
3: Okay. They're never, hardly ever on ESPN. Maybe they will be on ESPN a little bit more now, um, but rarely on ESPN. Well, that's, and when they are, um, I'm sleeping, so hmm. I'll never get to see Manny, so I'll never miss Manny.
1: Yeah, I look at it the other way as here's another team that yeah can go on ESPN and stuff and another team they can baseball can market. So it doesn't always have to be the Dodgers. It doesn't have to always be the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. You know how many times I want to watch a random game? Wow. And the and, 10 o'clock game is always or, Dodgers. Or the Oriole game ends, so I go to turn on a game and, it's, and I can watch the Dodgers or the Mariners. I'll end, you know what I'll do? I'll, when the Oriole games end, I'll end up putting on the Padres game to fall asleep i watch it. I'll, I yeah. do not. The Padres are so out of the realm for Oriole fans that I don't mind rooting for Manny and the Padres.
3: Yeah, I agree. I am I will watch Padres games too. And, and that brings it to my reason number four, which makes it more likely for me to watch the Padres. Reason number four, he's going to play third base. Yeah. So it's not only that. that's, that's a lot of fun. And I really love watching Manny play third base. He's a freaking human highlight it, reel. And I'm happy he's moving back to third base. It
1: really makes me want to know what happened in Baltimore last year with him going to short. Oh, oh I, you know what happened. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. It's Though obvious. No reporters, no, again, no, no, I want the official, like, would
3: take a crush Manny or crush Buck Showalter for it. Yes. They all kind of tore well, the company what, do line. Do you think it was
1: a Buck thing, a Manny thing, a Duquette thing?
3: Oh, I think it was a Manny thing, right? I think Manny said, hey, I what want to increase my value,
1: yeah. and hey, I want to play shortstop. Do, do you think so? So
3: I'm playing shortstop. Do you think
1: here's – here's what I want to report to track down. Was Buck online with that, or do you think Buck – was told he has to yeah. do that yeah i think buck got I, rolled over yeah, i think buck got rolled over because buck values defense we all saw at, how frustrating was it as Orioles fans when we were saying man he's bad at shortstop or not as good as he is at third base and no reporters would write that he wasn't that yeah. he was a below average shortstop
3: yeah it's not like we had a great third baseman just sitting there waiting to take a spot either um reason number three um that i'm glad many signed there is because i think the orioles padres world series in 2022 Will be a lot more fun with Manny Machado on the Padres.
1: Yeah. <laughs> any chance we can get Adam Jones back to steal another home run from Manny?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite highlights there. Do the Do the Padres... and That was
1: in Petco Park.
3: Oh, was that in Petco Park? So, so that was one out. of Manny's.
1: They asked Manny about playing in Petco, and he said, "Well, I've never hit a home run here. Oh, yeah, I almost Adam, got one, Adam but Adam Jones. Jones stole it."
4: Yeah. Um, any Any chance the Padres sign Adam Jones?
3: Ooh.
1: I I don't know you utility the outfielder. One of those. I am very intrigued by the fact that man that Adam Jones is still sitting out there. Like I think Oriole fans trash Adam Jones too much and saying, oh, he's too old and this and that. I don't think he had that bad of a year last year.
3: Yeah. And you look at a guy like Jose Iglesias, who is a good shortstop. Everyone says he's a good shortstop. He just signed a minor league deal with the Reds. Like right. It's crazy.
1: Well, because that's the problem right now with free agency and everyone wanting to rebuild, rebuild, rebuild.
3: Yeah. And Marvin Gonzalez, who people thought was gonna make a lot of money, just signed a, a two year deal right. um, for with, with, with the twins. And everyone's kind of shocked he got just a two year deal. Yeah. And, and of money. I
1: think it's now waiting for Bryce to settle to the Bryce stuff to settle down and then Adam will sign after that.
3: Yeah. You still have other good players out there, like Keuchel and Kimbrell yeah. out there. Um reason number three. Um. Oh, I just said the Orioles-Padres World Series 2022. Reason number two is Manny can opt out in the 2023 se- 2023 come, season. Come on back
1: to Baltimore. To help the Orioles huh. win
3: back-to-back World Series. Right, come on back. The opt-out after five years. We'll, we'll have some Perfect money. timing for the Orioles. Davis's contract will be cleared. We've got some money for you here, Manny. Yep. It'll be like bringing Eddie back all over again. Um, number one, and this is, I think is the greatest, best reason why all Baltimore fans should be happy about the deal. You know what it is? It's not the Yankees. It's not the Yankees. <laughs> There's How many people went out there with their Yankees and bought their Yankees Machado jerseys?
1: Yeah. Right? Well, like, like years before he was even a free agent. It yeah. was so irritating. Because unfortunately, Boston, by the way, has done
3: nothing this offseason. That's kind of sad to see. And well, the Yankees. They don't really have to. They
1: won the World Series. The
3: Yankees used to be a team where every big name free agent <laughs> You knew was going right. to New York. Now they they it, all
4: dreamed of pinstripes. That's, it's
3: sad to watch. The Yankees were watching deteriorate but, right in front of our eyes. No, they, can't not. The they can't get Bryce. They can't get Manny. They can't get any of these guys. They but, can't get them. But a- and
1: what's sad? That's the scary part.
3: They don't even want them. What's
1: sad? The scary part is that they don't want them because they've got a bunch of young guys right, and they're Josh, saving their money to pay these young guys. Josh, that's I'm, the scary part. I'm
3: trying to push a narrative that the Yankees are going down, okay? So uh, my narrative is every big free agent used to – Play with the now they all still want to play with the Yankees. Like Bryce Harper wants right. to be Yankee. The Yankees just don't want. Manny them, Machado man. wants to be Yankee, but but they, they don't sign every big free agent anymore because uh, they're like fiscally well run, which is obnoxious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they found ways to win with
4: more affordable people.
3: But I am happy. I'm happy that the Yankees are not going to get Bryce Harper. I'm happy that Yankees don't have Manny Machado. Like that stuff makes me happy.
4: You didn't put on there that the uh, the Padres are returning to their brown and gold uniforms in 2020. That would that would draw oh, me. Oh, are they? I didn't know that. Yeah, I do like those
3: uniforms. That's they was too late
4: to change them for this year for 2019. Apparently, they're past the deadline for Major League Baseballs. So 2020, Padres are going back to brown and gold. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think Manny will look in good
3: the, in the brown and gold. I think Manny looks good in anything. Though. The
4: the Padres have uh, what they refer to as the swinging friar. It's their logo, or it, it's a yeah. vintage logo, but yes. they're bringing that back as well. Kind of like when mascot. they brought back the swinging Oriole bird Uh, in the classic uh, oriole birds so it worked hey it worked for the oriole that's right yeah I didn't mention that and we didn't need to spend 300 million on a guy oh we already had him Chris Davis
3: I also didn't mention that um which I could have put that we no longer have to see that weird face tattoo (laughs) of his wife (laughs) of his wife (laughs) that's another reason you should be happy weird face tattoo that weird face tattoo or the obnoxious
4: hairstyles or the, the the yacht jacuzzi.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: you can now unfollow Manny Machado yeah, on Instagram. Yeah,
4: thank you.
3: San Diego does seem to be for Manny's kind of personality. Yeah, it seems For perfect. all these reasons. Mm-hmm. It seems like a perfect spot for him. So I'm happy for Manny. Yep. And I'm rooting for Manny. Honestly, I'm rooting for the Padres and rooting for Manny. Sure. And and when he comes to bottom or what at the end of June, is it? June 24, 25, something like that. That sounds right. Um I I love to boo. I will take almost any opportunity to boo a guy. Um, I will not boo Manny Machado. There. I won't. Isn't
4: that – I like, don't think he'll get a games? lot of boos. I
1: don't think no he'll one will get boo Manny. Him. No, I don't no, think no. so. No one will boo now. I think anyone who would boo Manny Machado isn't going to come to a losing baseball team. Yeah, They're not going to come after those yeah. games.
4: Because, no. you know, like the day before or the, uh, the interviews – the morning of, he'll have nothing but glowing things yeah. to say. Baltimore gave me my start in my career, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I, I, we, we went to a American League Championship Series, all this stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, he'll he, say all the right things, and he'll get applause. Now, if the week before, he has one of his Manny hothead moments and maybe mouths off or you know spits season, on an umpire right. or something, then you might see some boo birds, yeah, which I'd be okay really with out. that too. But.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Manny's going to come out, out there, run out the third base, look over to the other dugout, and like, say
4: well there's chris davis where's everyone else i I don't know chris davis might not be there that's true it's june (laughs) that's a guy we'll we'll see
1: trey mancini but where's everyone else we
3: talked about this before it's a little disappointing part of me a, a small part a very tiny small part of me wanted him to sign with the yankees just because i miss having those big villains you know yeah sure Where's my Arod? Where's my Teixeira? Where's my David Ortiz? Nah,
1: you got Judge.
3: I got Chris Sale now. I hate him.
4: Judge uh, but and He only plays uh, once every
3: five days. Uh, yeah, I don't hate Mookie Betts, though. I can't, you know, who hates Mookie he Betts? He destroys us I every time he comes to Camden Yards. He does, he does. And right. I'll, boo, I'll boo Mookie Betts. Because
4: like he th- hits three home runs a game. But every he's time. not
3: like doing steroids in the <laughs> no, dugout. It's not Ortiz. Or he's not smashing phones in the dugout like like my man Arod Rod Ortiz. Or he's not like coming from Savannah Park and saying he's always been a Yankee fans like my man Teixeira. Um, or he's not like Jeter by just like being overrated his entire life. Like he's <laughs> he's not doing even anything. like in third grade. Right. <laughs> uh, so I, it's hard to hate a lot of the players that, but Manny would have been a great player to hate. Um, uh, but now you can't, like I said, you can't hate a guy from the Padres. Um, so I guess I will put all my vile hatred towards Zach Britton, who not only does Zach Britton sign with the evil empire. He changes his name after we traded him. He then chose to stay with them, saying, oh, I like them better. Right. Um, and I know trading away takes the sting out of it because you don't boo a guy who gets traded away because it's not his call. But, but the, the re-sign. And I think you could you could um, maybe manipulate his words, take his words out of context, to say that he's criticized the Orioles. For the lack of uh, the information and analytics. Yeah. Thus, not only has he left us and signed with the evil Empire, he has spat on the Orioles with his negative comments about lack of information. So what <laughs> if we did things by the Stone Age? That's how we did it here. You don't got to go into New York and right.
1: talk about, oh, they do it so much it better wor- here. It works pretty well for you.
4: So much so that he had to change his name when
1: yes. he left the Orioles. Yes, change his he wanted identity. to
4: eliminate every tie that he ever had in the organization yeah. who exactly. spelled his name wrong when he signed his that- contract.
1: That or the Orioles organization is so messed up that he kept trying to correct them and they didn't (laughs) listen. What?
4: Yeah, but since I can't boo Manny, I'm going
3: to be looking very closely at every type of infraction for a reason to boo an opponent. So if they take too long getting in the in the in the you know in the The pitch box. box. if they violate the pitch clock, I am coming <laughs> after them.
1: If they're stealing signs.
3: Yeah, if there's any sign of them stealing signs. If I so much, every time, who is that? Uh, Pineda, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check his hat, the bill of his hat right. so sure. closely. If it's for always any sign of a discrepancy. Yeah, and uh, and I will boo the heck out of him if I see anything.
4: What's sure. t- and about every three innings. Chris Davis will come up and strike out. You I know, can boo and him. I
3: can boo him. Yeah. And, and every fifth day, David Hess will start, and I can <laughs> boo him as well. So there are some, some people I can boo. This Orioles team, if they do in fact lose 150 games, like Bert's predicting, 150 games, I think there'll be a lot of guys to boo.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you surprised to see David Hess... Sprint training set up against the uh, Blue Jays. Remember how Buck Showalter would always hide anyone who's a potential starter.
3: Yeah, I think Brandon Hyde's doing it too, isn't it? Uh, like Dylan Bundy pitching simulation games and Kashner throwing. Yeah, simulation but I think games? that's
1: just more veterans versus.
3: Oh, I think they're hiding. Okay.
1: I don't think David Hess is And I don't think him day roster. I don't think he's a lock for the rotation. But so they do I I don't think it's a Buck Showalter thing.
3: I think that's a pretty common practice in baseball to not reveal your guys against especially against teams you see right. early sure. in your division sure i think it's just kind of common sense i expect brendan Hyde's to do it too okay yeah um good i'm glad i got i got all that uh manny machado stuff off my chest i feel good about that um predictions for uh, bryce harper's emerges option for the dodgers do you guys care where bryce harper signs i kind of the only thing i care about out of our division well no i don't even care about that really because I don't I, think I, I assume actually, it's going to be in our division. I just, division.
1: I think Bryce Harper's so overhyped that I don't care.
3: I I do too. Like I don't understand. I hope everyone's saying he's going to make like thirty million. He's going to make like ten year three hundred fifty million to like outdo Manny. I would take Manny Machado. I don't think Bryce Harper should make more than Manny Machado. And so I'm only watching to see. I'm going to only. The only way I'll be annoyed is if he makes more than Manny Machado. I also really just don't like Philly fans. So I really don't want him signing with the Phillies because <laughs> Philly fans annoy me. There's too many of them around here. And after you, the you Eagles won, they from, become insufferable.
1: Uh, still want to hear from Adam?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shetzel. I don't want to hear Shetzel talk trash. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, do we have time to get the Ravens talk or should we wrap it up? We're, we're going well, long.
1: Yeah, we we can, let's wrap it up. We can wrap it up. There's. All right. There's plenty of Ravens talk over on uh, film study. Okay, so you just, guys will discuss Michael Crabtree being cut. Our uh, sister show. I don't know if we'll get to that, but we right now, if you go up, there's like an hour and a half episode about Joe Flacco and his career with the ra- with the Ravens. Uh, so it's worth going and checking. And I, that I, that's out probably a big old love fest. Because film story.
3: study, I know, like Joe Flacco too. You guys probably just it salivated over your it Joe Flacco memories. Was <laughs> t- 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 it was, uh, look oh, at, it was so a look back at Joe. Awesome.
1: It was a look back at Joe Flacco's top like 20, oh, yeah. twenty-one yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, it was all praise for
4: Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was because twenty-one games is the only good games he had his whole oh. career. Oh. Here.
1: Half of them were playoff games, though. Um, Man was clutch. <laughs> I'm putting together plans for Birdland Radio. Yeah, <laughs> okay. coming back this year. Birdland Radio coming back
4: by by high demand. That's right. right. Multiple, that's, multiple people have asked about Fanfest, it at FanFest. That's all we multiple got asked about. People asked yeah. at
1: FanFest about it. I, yeah, I, we, I said we, I'll tell you. We didn't even do it last year. No, and, I know they were pissed. The, the people are pissed. I know. We took last Give year. Give the all, people what they want. We're going to bring it back. It's going to be what I tell you guys. March thirty first. But we'll have more details coming up. So soon. we'll be zero three. Start starting <laughs> right. It's like it's like the third game of the season. I think is that day. Yeah. So we're going in a little just, bit, but starting to line up shows, and uh, we're mixing a wiffle ball tournament in with Birdland Radio.
3: Oh, that should be fun! Our friends from the, the Mid Atlantic like wiffle, wiffle Ball coming
1: in—they're going right down to this field down here and setting up uh, one or two wiffle ball fields for yeah, us. That's cool. Nice. We're
3: gonna—I want to do
1: callers too. We got to open up the lines. Yeah, it's going to be open lines. It has like to before. be.
3: has to do better than the conversation we have with Luke. I'm we trying open up <laughs> the lines. Yeah, I want to talk to some
1: listeners. I know Ryan and Kyle, who've both been on this show multiple times. Friends of the show. Uh, are coming and going to do a show together. Cool. Remember, they were in the Grounds crew together. Oh, that'll be so good. So I've That's asked them to do Grounds crew stories yeah, for an hour. Time. Yeah, story time. Sweet.
3: All right, well, uh, look forward to that. You can follow the, the, the Twitter handle, right? Birdland Radio.
1: Yeah, follow Birdland Radio. For all the updates on and that. That'll get some updates. And, of course, I'll put all that out as well. and We'll let, we'll let people know the next couple of weeks as details get worked out.
3: All right, a shout-out to um, Luke for that brief interview, and we will get him back on here soon. A shout-out to my dad, John Soroka, for joining us to talk about Frank Robinson. Um, a shout-out to our listeners for, for joining us. Tell your friends. Share the thank, show.
1: Thank you, Mandy, for running the oh, video today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Today. A
3: shout-out to, to Mandy for running the board.
1: I like that. I like. I can see the cameras over your shoulder, and I like that every time you say something, she pops it up. It so helps like, me because
4: I, rem- I can remember what we were talking about. Right.
1: <laughs> and it's nice. You can say, like, Chris Davis and his picture just pops up there. Oh, this is good. So, so it's so almost like you were trying to, to trick her at some time. Bud Norris. <laughs> uh, Bud Norris is not an Oriole, he's not up there. Oh. Okay. But you could uh you could Zach Pop is probably up there. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. Austin wins. We we could see how fast when, she can when, uh, switch yeah. switch through them. Eric Young Jr. That, not up there. That's okay. That's a new got one, to, right? Gotta get him up there. Like right. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh no, it's no, back to Mike no Wright. No junior. Okay, uh, that's yep. outrageous. We should bring the junior back. All right, um, for to see all those pictures, you got to follow us on Facebook though, and yeah. watch the Facebook live feed Monday uh, night seven thirty. Josh did a really cool. Has a really cool setup on Facebook with the screens and the uh, who we're talking about in the center. It's really cool.
1: Try trying to get our. Uh if you notice, a couple weeks ago I focused on audio and making our sound better. Now I'm focused on the video, trying to make the video better.
3: Yeah, next week we're all going to be doing makeovers so we look more attractive mm-hmm. for the video as well.
4: We okay. are a makeup artist in here, actually. <laughs> That's right. right. Hairstylist. All right,
3: you can follow us on uh, Twitter. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Roadie. You can follow Josh on Twitter.
1: At Josh Soroka.
3: Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, Go O's.